Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode of Locked On Kentucky is brought to you by Lex Start Nutrition. We're going to give you some more information on that new sponsor as the show goes on, so stay tuned. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. And I am Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming to a website near you ever sooner. We're, uh, we are inching towards... As we record this on a Monday, I'm a week away from uh, announcing and debuting at my new shop. And in the meantime, and thereafter, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, I will be here with Curtis talking Kentucky football, basketball, anything Kentucky-related that means a great deal to you all Monday through Friday every week on the Locked On Podcast Network. Speaking of what things mean, we're going to talk about what that win meant for Florida like we told you we were going to do at the end of For the- Florida? The win of Florida, win against Florida, means, Kyle, you've screwed this all up because you're making us record this later than we used to normally do because <laughs> your your children got the got sick. So this is all your fault that I'm stumbling over words to start. What it means for Kentucky to beat Florida, we're going to share what Mark Stoops had to say in his weekly press conference, and then we'll wrap with a little bit of basketball recruiting. Uh, Kyle, so you wanted to discuss this. What do you think this that win in Florida? Gainesville meant for Kentucky football? Well, I think it was, you know, I had kind of a Twitter rant and you called, you, you said I needed to start my new writing gig because my yeah. Twitter word count was getting pretty high. But I, it was a, I guess it wasn't a rant. It was just a thread. It was a, some thoughts I was having on game day. I think around lunchtime maybe on Saturday before things got going, uh, just thinking about the significance of that game going on the front end going into it. And, and now that it's over and we know they won, I, I – I feel as much this way as I ever did. And kind of the, the gist of that thread was um, that, you know, Kentucky football fans, long-suffering, long-faithful, I mean, there were many years where they were average or below average and still packed that stadium for a long time. And that was a point of pride, I think, for the fan base, being loyal um, and holding out hope. But I think towards the end of the Joker Phillips era, uh, certainly by the end of the Joker Phillips era when the actual counted attendance at his final game before he was fired against Vanderbilt was like 18,000 at home. Um, people just gave up. Uh, you know, the, the interest really cratered. And then there was this surge uh, of hope and expectation with Mark Stoops because it's like, oh, wow, we got a Florida State guy and a defensive guy, and that's what you need to win in this league. And then all of a sudden he's recruiting and he's saying the right things and he's getting – players that they didn't get under Joker Phillips are really rarely ever. Um, you get 50,000 for a spring game. Then you get these plans to build a new stadium and, and, you know, you're putting together these signing classes. You have a couple wins early in the first couple seasons where you go, okay, you beat South Carolina, you get Joe, Jojo Kemp saying, why not? Uh, and people let themselves hope again. And then when, you know, back to back seasons, you start five and one, you start four and one, and then you you collapse and don't win again and don't make a bowl game. Uh, that really, I think, was like a, a secondary, you know, gut punch after they'd given up a lot of their hope in the Joker era, allowed themselves to hope again under Stoops, and that kind of got taken away. I think that was sort of a death blow um, for fan interest um, that, you know, even with back-to-back seven-win seasons, they did not recover because especially last year's seven-win season, 
that that sense that it could have still been more, uh, that it should have been a nine-win season, that you had Florida on the ropes and you didn't get it done, then you get embarrassed at the end of the season against the Louisville. It's kind of my point in that thread, which is not quite as long-winded as this rant, um, was that, you know, I think it really boils down to two results, two, two games over the last five, six years. And that's, that's Florida and Louisville, because in, in all those Florida and Louisville games, with the exception of beating Lamar Jackson's team two years ago, against those teams, it was blowouts, embarrassing blowouts, or collapses. You know, you had some of each of those against both those programs. And you want to beat your rival, and you want to end the streak, right? Those are the two really big games, because they had beaten Tennessee, at least gotten that demon exercised, and had kind of found a way to beat the other East Division teams. So it was really Florida and Louisville that people were looking to to decide, do I buy into this program? And more often than not, there were either humiliations or collapses. And so going into last night's game, knowing where the interest was, sensing that, like, even with this season, starting with terrible attendance, um, knowing what some of the readership numbers are in Kentucky football, that those eyeballs have dramatically gone away, it was critical to end the streak. They had to do it. Um, I think if they'd gone down there and lost, and certainly if they'd gone down there and gotten blown out or gone down there and collapsed again, I'm not sure how long it would have taken to recover, but I think it would have been a long, long time. And because they didn't do that, because they went and ended the streak, they were able to hold on. They didn't collapse. They made people proud. I mean, they kind of controlled that game from start to finish. I think there's some hope now uh, that they can get that momentum back. Um, you know, if they can string together some other wins this season, I think Mark Stoops has regained some confidence from the fan base. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And I mean, not just from the fan base either, as well as the national perspective. I mean, obviously every year, I mean, I think most Kentucky fans know by heart that Top Gun was the number one movie in 1986 because every time Kentucky plays Florida, that gets brought up and they do the little montage of what happened in 1986. So now that's over with. You change kind of the discussion. And as opposed to that, you talk about Kentucky football and, you know, uh, what's going on there and the good things. Maybe instead of a graphic, maybe that's why Tim Tebow didn't know that Kentucky had brand new facilities because every time they played Florida, the graphic had been about 1986. So now maybe going forward... Uh, he'll be able to know those things, and I found it funny that Benny Snell was very aware of Tim Tebow's kind of slight and mischaracterization, mischaracterization of Kentucky football in his post-game <laughs> comments on the SEC Network. Yeah, that was a bad, kind of a bad gaffe. I mean, you can you can, you can forgive the guy. He, you know, when he played at Florida, those facilities were still bad at Kentucky. I mean, they're they're only you know a few years old. You know, he has been an analyst, but he's also, you know, been an NFL player. He's been trying to be a major league baseball player or a pro what? baseball player. He plays baseball? No uh, one ever mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's been, nobody's ever uh, kept, uh, kept up to date in the national media on, on Tim T- Tebow's whereabouts. But he's had a lot of things going on. So I guess you sort of forgive that. But it's a, I mean, that's like the perfect, if you do want to talk about chip on your shoulder, bulletin board things, the sort of stuff we talked about. Um, it is the sort of perfect little dig to get under the skin of folks inside that program that like, they don't even know all these positive things that have been remedied. People don't even know. And they're, you know, they're talking like it's, 
a decade back uh, on national TV. And so that obviously bothered a lot of people, uh, fans included. Mm-hmm. Um, the the talk about you know another player deciding to say you know he wasn't all that impressed with Benny Snell and one guy guaranteeing a win for Florida, um, those things clearly the, clearly the team took note whether it had any impact on their effort level I don't know but the team was aware and Benny talked about it and what do you say uh, uh, watch your mouth or something <laughs> yeah. like that be careful um, after the game um, I don't know that anybody around them probably wants future opponents to watch their mouth. You, nope. you, I think the results are good when Benny Snell's running angry and guys are playing angry. So, um, but yeah, I, I there's obviously a, a kind of a general level of disrespect, but it's not, I don't even know that it's, you can blame people who do that because you have to go earn your respect. And, uh, you, you do that by doing kind of the kind of things they did the other night, which is control the lines of scrimmage, run all over Florida and win at the swamp, you know, get rid of an ugly losing streak. And now they're all gone. Uh, you know, the Tennessee streak is over, uh, ended a, a few years ago. The Florida streak is finally over. Mm-hmm. The South Carolina streak has ended in, the, in, in recent years where South Carolina in general and Steve Spurrier more specifically had really just dominated Kentucky. And now, you know, you got Kentucky riding a four-game winning streak. Um you know, I think we mentioned it the other day, but like the crazy stat that other than Georgia right now, Mark Soups and Kentucky have won their last meeting or more, two or three or four in a row in some cases, against every other team in the East besides Georgia. Uh, they're if you call if you call one game if you count one game, then you, they're on a winning streak against everybody in the division except Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, Mark Stoops talked a little bit about Benny Snow and his motivation in his press conference. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But first, I do want to give some more information on Lexstart Nutrition. We know you stay locked on the cats 24-7, but maybe it's time to get locked on your health as well. Lexstart Nutrition and its UK grad owner are here in central Kentucky to help you achieve your dietary goals with personalized support for weight loss, weight management, and nutrition education. While it's true we could all use some support when attempting to resist that third quarter bag of kettle corn, Lexstart Nutrition goes beyond basic diet tips with their revolutionary Leap Therapy. A simple blood test allows Lexstart's certified Leap Therapist to pinpoint the exact foods and ingredients that give your body the bad kind of blues. Symptoms like inflammation, sinus congestion, chronic pain, and heartburn can be improved or eliminated by following your highly personalized LEAP protocol. I was talking to Emily today, and she was saying how some athletes use this to perform at their peak ability. Lexstart even accepts insurance like Anthem Brew Cross Blue Shield, Humana, and HSA, FSA accounts. Visit LexStartNutrition.com or call 859-429-8935 for more information and get a free 15-minute phone consultation. That's LexStartNutrition.com. I like this this part right here, Kyle, about the ad. You ready? Yep. And Lex gets started today. That's a pun. You know I like puns. That's good. I love puns. We like, we're, we're, we're very big fans of puns. We are pro-pun. Oh, Lex get started. I need some of that. I, I need to. I need to drop a few pounds. So I need to. I need to get. I need to get uh, a consultation ASAP. Also, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. 
Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use that promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle, I felt like Mark Stoops, he was in a good mood today at the press conference. Obviously, how can you not be? But his overarching message was kind of subdued in the, in the fact that, you know, he was saying, and coaches always say this when they're going up against a lesser opponent like Murray State is, you know, we got to focus on ourselves. But he kind of harkened back to that's what their mindset was in the Florida game, which was focusing on themselves more than worrying about an opponent. Yeah, I mean, this will be a good um... – Test. I mean, talent-wise, they should blow this team off the field, but just a test of their of that focus. Um, you know, I do think that's a key to ending a streak like Florida is finding a way to block out the noise of what it is. I mean, if you start thinking about the weight of 31 losses previously in a row and, and the idea of a curse and, you know, last year's collapse and all the ways it could go wrong and has gone wrong, uh, you know, mentally you've already lost. And so, so to find the way to focus on that and just it, not even really worry about Florida, but focus on if you can, you know, if you can do the things you know you're good at. And we talked about that going in. They can run the football. If, they, if you focus on that, um, then, then it's a more manageable task. I think that's the same kind of idea with a different type of opponent this week. It's, you know, block out the noise of starting to get some votes in the poll and, uh, you know, you, you all of a sudden you you go from no respect to people saying, um, I think Tony Barnhart said that Kentucky might be the second best team in the East today, and that they're one of the you know three or four most physical teams in the entire SEC. Dang, Tony! All of a sudden, pe- he people are kind of hyping you. Yeah, he flip flopped quick. You up now? Didn't he have him like at four and yeah. eight to start the season or something crazy? Uh, I don't remember what his picks were, but. Uh, you know, you, you, now you're starting to, you know, the the poison, right? That rat poison that Mark Stoops likes. I mean, uh, Nick Saban likes to talk about. Um, you know, can you avoid drinking the rat poison? So, um, just focus on you. Not worry about. You know, don't even think about. Oh, we don't want to stub our toe. Just dial in, um, play your game, take care of business, and get. You know. Do that and set yourself up for for a huge game, a huge environment. What I think they announced it's a night game, Mississippi State the following week. That Mississippi State team looks really good. Um, you know, maybe SEC title contender, good playoff. You know, some playoff potential, maybe good. Uh, got a new coach, but a lot of the same talent that Dan Mullen left behind, and a really good quarterback. And they've been impressive so far to start the season. Uh, if you can just kind of take care of your business as Kentucky, um, you you set up this huge home game uh, and an opportunity to make another big statement on a national stage. I found Tony Barnhart's preseason. He had Kentucky going two and six in the SEC, and now he says they're oh the, wow <laughs> the second best. That's that's quite a quite a turn in uh, for one game. But 
You can you can make those turns if you want. Um, other kind of noteworthy news that came out is Quentin Bohanna. Uh, everybody saw him on the sidelines. He came out after the first or second series when he had a it was an ankle injury, is what Stoops called it, and seemed Stoops made it, said that it was an ankle injury that had been happening. It wasn't just in that game. It's something that kind of been lingering with him going into the game. And then when he injured into the game, they decided to just sit him out. He called him day to day. So if I had to venture to guess, if it's not a hundred percent, he's not going to play against Murray state because they shouldn't need him. Um, but you know, Kyle, that the depth of the D line being able to, you know, withstand an injury to Bahana, who right now I think is the cornerstone of that defensive group. And the fact that they've been without Pascal, it kind of shows the talent level has been raised at Kentucky. Yeah, and look, I mean, look at how look at how uh, well the offensive line played. Just mauled mauled Florida, and and didn't have their starting left tackle, a former five star recruit. So they they can sustain the loss of a, a five star offensive lineman that starting up front and, and play well there. They can sustain the loss of their you know, biggest impact defensive lineman and play well there. And one of their, probably other than Josh Allen, their next best pass rusher in Pascal, uh, that does say something, very much says something about um, the fact that they have been able to stack up enough bodies to, you know, capable bodies that they can um, keep going. And and that's that's really the key as you're trying to grow and climb the, the very difficult ladder in the SEC, you know, I, uh, just about everybody, given enough time and a little energy, can probably put together twenty-two good, good enough players to compete. Um, but but where you get beat up in this league is if you don't have anything beyond that, because guys need breathers. Guys are inevitably going to get injured, um, and you know, I think Kentucky has found that over as they've tried to build and 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 probably historically, you know, right that they. they you have a handful of guys that are as good as anybody in the SEC, but do you have enough? And uh, Kentucky is a lot closer to having enough to to hang in there and compete. Now, I think I don't know that anybody short of Alabama and a few others uh, is in a position where you can lose a bunch of these guys and keep going. Alabama lost like half its defense a year or two ago and just kept plugging. It didn't seem to make a difference. They've lost, and there's some uncertainty there. You know, Pascal. Um, Landon Young, can they sustain more? I don't know. I don't know if they're that deep. But I, but so far, this has been sort of a, a very impressive demonstration of the the um, totality of years of recruiting for Mark Stoops, getting his own guys and getting enough of them, one class stacked on top of the next, and really having some some real actual competitive depth there. You know the other the other thing that Stoops said. I talked about you know the overarching me- message about being focused on their own team. Stoops said we can play better than we did, and that's our goal. And, you know, kind of tying the two things together, the first segment about what this means for Kentucky and this segment about what Stoops said today and kind of the takeaways, you know, Kentucky didn't play perfect against Florida, and they still pretty much dominated the game. Now, obviously, Florida had were on the field and driving not that close to the end zone, but, you know, with theory, in theory a chance to win the game. You know, so it was it was a competitive game, but Kentucky was the better team, and for them not to play all the way up to what they hold their own standards to be, is is just an, an impressive on another level. Yeah, I mean, if you take away, uh, you know, those kind of miserable turnovers that they had that had people well, crying for a new quarterback at halftime. If you turn the one um, into a touchdown, like it know, should have been, because he was so open with Richardson, the the pick yep. that that turns into a touchdown, and that game's almost. 
I mean, kind of in theory, almost over at half the way it was lining up. Yeah, I mean, they, they. I think in in both those situations, you could conceive of them going on down and scoring touchdown or field goal. Um, you know, and they 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 had some uh, some near misses and some things like that. So um, I, there's certainly some areas they could improve. There, you know, I thought the last touchdown they gave up was uh, not a great defensive effort. Um, so they could tighten up some places. But yeah, the fact that they were able to win a win on the road and uh, against a team they hadn't beaten in 30 years with an imperfect performance is also, you know, that that says, hey, this is a program that's made progress. Before you would say you're going to need your perfect game, a flawless game, maybe some luck, everything to bounce your way, and it didn't necessarily happen. Now they did get the benefit of the field goal that wasn't called a, called good uh, for Florida. Um, but, you know, all things considered, I think they kind of made their own luck in this game, and they did overcome uh, sort of an imperfect performance. So, um which is one of the, I mean, honestly, though, I, th- I thought that one reason they could go win this game uh, and needed to go win it is because it's week two with a new head coach and a quarterback that is still, um, you know, un- totally unproved or not totally proven, um, as you like to give me a hard time about how I was starting to buy some Felipe Franks hype mm-hmm. and um, Kentucky brought him back down to earth. But, you know, two weeks into it is your chance to do that. Maybe you can play an imperfect game and go win. I think they'll have to be a much better going forward. Yeah, after, you know, not just you, I mean, Frank's throwing the five touchdowns and everybody kind of talking. I heard, I was listening to him, SEC talk today, and it's, they're, they're trying to decide if they should put in a big time quarterback recruit, Emory Jones, I believe is his name, who Florida got on signing day, who I think many people thought was going to go to Bama. Should they already put him in? So they're, it's amazing how, you know, I misspoke at the start of the podcast about what it means for Florida, but it kind of, uh, flipped on that. All right, we're going to jump into some basketball recruiting here in a second, but I did want to tell you guys about this. First, football is here, everybody, and that means fantasy football. FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everybody, and there are more ways to win than ever before. If you missed out on your office's uh, season league fantasy football, no worries. FanDuel's got one-day games, boom. You want to play a day? You don't want to have to pay attention going forward, looking at that waiver wire, all that nonsense. Get to FanDuel. I did one on Saturday. Unfortunately, I had Jimmy Garoppolo as my QB. He didn't do so good. So, you know, you shouldn't be taking tips from me. Um, but here's what you do. Uh, you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, and new users get a $20 New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Kyle, uh, real quick, I just want to get your thoughts on basketball recruiting just a minute or two as we wrap this up. Sounds like Kentucky's getting in on some big guys. Yeah, I mean, I think think they are... um, it's clear that they think they may lose a bunch of guys and there's some uncertainty about who they'll actually add. Uh, and so they're casting a little wider net and, uh, you know, they put out a, a new offer this week. Uh, I'm afraid to try to pronounce the name without a pronunciation guy. There's a bunch of guys in this class. I'm going to have to go figure that out, but, uh, Zeke Nanji, maybe Nanji, uh, N N A J I, uh, top 40 player, six ten guy, a little bit skinny, uh, forward from Minnesota, the land of, uh, Reed Travis. Um, you know, had some big offers already, Kansas, Arizona among them. 
uh, teammate on the Adidas circuit of Matthew Hurt, a, a five-star big guy they're looking at. Um, interesting that they've put out another big man offer, but I, I just I think there's a real sense that really all the big guys could go. You could lose Nick Richards. You could lose E.J. Montgomery. You're going to lose uh, P.J. Washington almost certainly, and you definitely are losing Reed Travis. So um, if you got four guys to replace – you know, even if you get James Wiseman, Wiseman and Vernon Carey, that's just not enough actual bodies. So you need to put out some more, some more offers, some more feelers. Um, and they've gone ahead and pulled the trigger. It looks like on Zeke Nanji, Nanji. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, don't know a ton about him yet, but I, I, you know, someone reached out to me that would know better than me and said that Kentucky's in a great spot now that they've offered. So, um, you know, they've they've. I think what they've offered four or five big guys now in the class, and there could be more coming. Uh, they've shown interest in other guys. So um, I, I think it's really, really obvious by this activity that Cal Perry and Kenny Payne and, and the, those guys um, feel like there's going to be a pressing need and, op- and, and opportunity, I would say, for these recruits, opportunity uh, in Kentucky's front court next season. All right, Kyle. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Also of note that Kentucky was on an in-home visit with Aiden Igehan. Uh, today, as Kyle said, we hope they are pronouncing that correctly. Uh, it was on Ikahan's Instagram story feed. Tony Barbie, Aiden, and John Calipari all in the house. So look out for that. You know, he's got Kentucky in his top four, but I don't believe currently has an offer at the time we're recording this. I haven't seen any to the contrary of that. So we'll see uh, where that goes from here. You know, also I want to let you guys know that tomorrow we're going to be recording another mailbag edition of the show. So if you have any questions for us, please tweet us at LockedOnUK. You can also tweet me or Kyle at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H, or at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC, and we'll get that information to you. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. Be sure to be subscribed, rating, reviewing, and here's the most important thing you need to do for us if you could share this with anybody just on your social media feed just hit the little twitter button or facebook button and it'll basically post it itself for you uh so please do that for us shout out again to lex start nutrition the new sponsor uh we got local sponsor here in lexington if you're interested in them visit lexstartnutrition.com or call 859-429-8935 if you're interested in advertising like they did you can shoot us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, and we'll get you all that information. That's it for this edition. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.